rambling on and on. Now, I don't know if you do this, but I guarantee you, you know somebody that words and words and words and words and more words and more words and more words to the point that you check out. Well, if you are relying on words as a mask, we have to shift that because this is one of the biggest struggles I see people face. They ramble and they try to stop the rambling, but they don't understand that we have to start with the why. That's what I'm talking about today. Why it's critical to bottom line your message and bring it to life rather than going on and on with words. I think you're going to like this episode, even if you're not a rambler. And I don't want you to miss a minute. Welcome to Captivate the Room with your host, internationally known voice expert, Tracy Goodwin an award-winning speaker who has taught hundreds around the globe to make a big impact with their voice. This podcast is for anyone who wants to step onto a bigger stage, make a bigger impact, and have a voice that makes people listen. Presentation matters, and the voice is the missing link. Join in and you'll see why. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Goodwin, and I'm so glad to have you with me today, as always. Thank you so much for your shares and your downloads and for being a subscriber. I love being on this voice journey with you and I've got a great episode for you today. You know, I always decide what I'm going to talk about based on what I'm seeing. And what I mean by that is either what I'm seeing people doing or people in my groups or people I'm working with. What what is their struggle? at the moment. Because what's really interesting to me is that it's always a theme. If there's one thing that somebody brings in in a particular week, it seems like everybody brings that same thing in. And that's actually how I pick my topics, unless I hear from you and you send me something, which I love when that happens. And you can always send an email to Tracy, T-R-A-C-Y at CaptivateTheRoom.com. I'd love to talk about whatever you're struggling with. And I know that psychology of the voice is a very different methodology. And so it might feel sometimes like I don't take on the super obvious technical things like, hey, I go too fast. I speak too fast. How do I slow down? Now, I talk about all of these things in a psychology of the voice kind of way, but not in a straight technical fix this problem kind of way, because I know after all these years, fixing what is in the muscle memory really doesn't stick unless you fix the driver. So today I'm going to talk about rambling on and on. And I want to give you a quick reminder. I have recently reshot the three video series, my free video series. And I don't know if you've ever seen it, but I would love for you to see it. You can go over to the website and sign up to get it delivered straight to your inbox. Just go over to CaptivateTheRoom.com and look under Work With Me or go to CaptivateTheRoom.com forward slash voice formula and you can get access to it. 
Okay, so rambling on and on. This is something that a lot of people struggle with, and a lot of people know they struggle with it. Some people don't know they struggle with it. The problem with the people that don't know is that we do. I think most of the people that know that they ramble on know that we're aware of it because they watch us check out. And generally, when you see someone check out, the subconscious or the instinct or whatever is in the muscle memory will have you go in the wrong direction and have you talk even more. It's kind of like driving on ice. Now, I'm no expert at this. So all of my Northern brethren, forgive me if I'm getting this totally wrong, but recently we had this big ice storm in Texas and snowstorm and all this stuff. And I didn't really want to drive on it. And my brother-in-law said, now, you know, don't slam on the brakes, right? And I said, yeah, I know that. And he said, and you've got to turn out of it. Now, again, I think that's what he said. And if you're in Canada, in Winnipeg, and you're hearing this and I'm getting it wrong, I'm sorry. It's definitely not a driving show. The point I'm trying to make in all of this is you don't do what is automatic. It's like deer. We have a lot of deer here where I'm at. I mean a lot. And they get hit a lot. They get hit all the time. And I said to my sister the other few weeks ago, I said, now, you don't turn, you you don't jerk the wheel, right? You know, anyway, the point of all of this is what we instinctively might do is not what we should do. And that's what happens to people when they're rambling on and on and they they maybe they know it, maybe they don't. Generally, they know it. They see people glaze over and what do they do? They keep rambling more. In fact, they even ramp it up more and that's the wrong thing to do. Now, I can tell you how to not ramble, but in typical psychology of the voice fashion, I'm going to have to go straight to why are you rambling? Too many words is a mask, and it could be any variation of a mask, but we have to first look at why are you doing it? What is going on inside your head that is causing you to say so many words? Because that's the core issue. And I can give you a technique and I can say, you know, well, don't say so many words, but whatever's going on in your head is going to call the shots. So here are some examples of why people use too many words. A lot of people struggle with the driver. I'm not smart enough. A lot of people struggle with this that don't have college education or they don't have a degree. The number of times I've heard people say, well, you know, I don't, I I feel I have to prove. I feel I have to work harder. I feel I have to double, triple, justify, whatever it is, because I don't have a degree in what I'm teaching. And I hear that a lot. And that is not true. Do you know that, okay, I have three degrees. I have an undergraduate degree and I have two master's degrees. Not one of them is in literal voice. 
I have taken more voice classes than you can imagine. I have a degree in communication. I have worked with the majority of the voice masters of my generation as mentors to me in the early years of my career. But psychology of the voice came out of a gift, a God-given gift. So that can be one of the reasons. Well, if I say a whole lot of words, if I say a whole lot of big words, if I say even bigger words, if I talk and talk and talk and talk, then they're going to think I'm smart. No. Maybe you're buffering. Maybe you're going to have to give bad news. Maybe you don't know how I'm going to react. Maybe you're, you think I'm not going to, maybe you're a people pleaser or a peacekeeper and you think I'm not going to like what you have to say. So you kind of buffer with a whole lot of words. And people do this a lot instead of saying, actually, we're not going to be able to do that. It comes out like something like, well, I think that it's an interesting concept. And part of the research on that concept shows that XYZ equals ABC. And the research is totally interesting and very professional. And I guess that based on that research is why we can't really do that. Okay. <laughs> you get went all that way. And that's not even a, that's a, like a small example of people going on and on and on and on, literally talking in circles. And I hear people, they'll repeat the same thing different ways. They're trying to justify. They're trying to soften the blow. They believe we don't get it. So they'll say it this way and they'll say it this way and they'll say it this way. And they're saying the exact same thing. Maybe they're even seeking validation. A lot of people seek validation. So I don't have the validation. So I'm going to say it this way and this way and this way and this way. And I'm going to keep talking about it and talking about it and talking about it and talking about it and talking about it. And And you're really just saying the same thing. And mask, a mask is at the bottom of all of this. Some people trying to prove. And that that could be, I'm trying to prove I'm smart enough. I'm trying to prove that, that you can still like me, even though I'm getting ready to give you bad news. A lot of times, all these extra words is just buffering. I'm buffering the point. I'm buffering because I don't really know what to say. So I just ramble on and on instead of saying, you know what? I don't have anything to add to that. Or literally what I call, say what you're thinking. And I'll tell you what say what you're thinking means in just a second. But I don't know if this resonates with you. You just go on and on and on. For some people, they talk out loud. They're thinking out loud. They're formulating out loud. For some people, they are talking as they figure out their answer, and that's talking and talking and talking and talking, instead of pausing and formulating their idea and being able to succinctly deliver it. For some people, they lose track of what they're talking about. They go down rabbit holes. They they go in all different kinds of directions, and that that was my struggle. And you may say, well, Tracy, that's actually still your struggle. And, and, and that for me came from, there's so much I want to say. There's so much I want to teach you. My mind goes in this direction and that direction. And that's how I invented three bits because I would find that I would get on 
a training and they would ask me to teach three things and I would go down all these rabbit holes of all these different things. And when I was done, I had fire hosed them with too much information. And for a long time, I didn't even realize I was doing it. And then I realized I was doing it. And so I created three bits and there was a mask behind it. I There was a mask under that. I felt like in order to be good enough, I had to over-deliver in order to, for you to think I knew what I was talking about, I had to over-deliver. I owed it to you. Now, owing it to you goes all the way back to my very original driver, I owe people. Because that was what I was told. You owe me. So do you see how it can go all the way back, all the way back, all the way back to these drivers and these masks? We've got this driver. We put something in place. We think that words will protect us. Now, for a lot of people, they are very concerned about not having big words. I hear that a lot. But for the most part, we think that words will protect us from revealing who we are and how we feel. And really what they do is they keep us from even listening to you. They keep us from knowing who you are. They keep it. They do. You mean mission accomplished. All those words keep us from knowing who you are and what you feel. And, and even if we want to work with you or anything else, we don't get that information because you word us and word us and word us and word us. So mission accomplished for your subconscious. It's a safety net. Words can be a safety net. So why do you think you're using words? What are you hiding behind those words? What are those words doing for you? Why do you think we need all of those words? Now, maybe you had an experience. Maybe you've got proof where somebody told you you didn't make any sense or you need to talk more or you could have proof that you need all those words for X, Y, Z. But what happens is the pendulum swings all the way to the other side. So let's say somebody said, you don't ever explain things very clearly because maybe you didn't use enough words. And you, your subconscious would compensate for that and swing the pendulum all the way to the other side where you give words and words and words and words and words and words. The other night I did a training. I was asked to come in and do a training for a group. I think it was her mastermind. I don't totally understand. She has a lot of groups. But anyway, the point of it was she wanted me to come in and talk about ways to captivate the room on Clubhouse. If you're on Clubhouse, please follow me. If you're not on Clubhouse, it's basically an app where people are just in these rooms talking. And this is something that's coming up, that, that came up in this training. This woman did her intro. They asked me to help them with their intros, how to introduce yourself. When you get called on, you raise your hand and they say, okay, what's your question or whatever. And they have, you have to introduce yourself. And she did. And I said, okay, you, you're kind of going on and on. You're giving me a lot of details that I don't need. And she was frustrated because she's getting mixed information. Somebody's saying not enough information. Somebody's saying too much information. 
So we have to look at what does the listener need to hear? Not what do you want to say? Because what you're going to tend to want to say is a whole bunch of details and a whole bunch of buffering and a whole bunch of extraneous stuff that justifies what you're really after or what you really think and feel. And so you put in a bunch of details that I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't know what you know. So what do you need to say? What is the person, I'm sorry, what does the person need to hear? And I really give the example a lot of the work that I do. I don't like to say some of the things I say in the course of a day because they could potentially be very hurtful, but I have mastered the way to say them where people know that I am their greatest champion for saying it because that's how I feel. It is not malicious, but I know if I don't say it, I am not ultimately going to get my person to the next level. I'm not ultimately serving them. So it doesn't serve me or them to dance around and give a bunch of information and ramble on and on and on. No, I have to go straight to, you know, what concerns me is that I think you're being perceived as condescending or you could be perceived as condescending or you're being perceived as condescending, whatever it is. And it's all in the how I say that. But it doesn't, I'm not going to take up somebody's session time or group time rambling around before I'm just direct. And I used to not be able to do that. I used to go all the way around because I didn't want anybody mad. So what is it they need to hear? And is what you're going to say going to serve them and get them to the next level? Because we don't need all the words. You may think we need all the words. You may think we need the backstory. And I know a while back I did an episode and I was really not happy when I recorded it. So I don't know if I ever rolled it out, but it was about context and how sometimes the context matters. So if you're thinking, yeah, but sometimes I've got to set this up. Sometimes there's context. And I agree. In fact, that episode, and I don't know if I ever rolled it out, was about a coach. I always have a bunch of coaches. And a coach took a nugget of what I said without allowing any context and berated me for two hours in that class. Kept coming back to it. And context was valuable there because he got it completely wrong and there was damage done. So context can be valuable. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about buffering, justifying. I got to prove that I'm smart enough. I got to put in a whole bunch of big words. I got to give all the details. I got to go on and on and on and on and on and on and on because I don't feel heard or they're not getting it. You look at their face, tentacles out, and you go, ooh, they're not getting it. Let me add more words. No, that's the worst thing that you can do. Remember, we don't know what you know, and every seven seconds, our brain will tell us to check out. You're rambling and rambling and rambling and rambling. We're out. I've got people I work with right now. I have not broken it to them yet, that they are going to have to bottom line it. They're new. And that was one of the first observations is they are 
using too many words and they're not getting the traction that they want because people aren't even hearing them. They're checking out and they're frustrated. They're saying, I need to be more captivating. I'm not captivating enough. Well, we first have to look at what's all these words about? What are all these words about? And why are you doing it? But you have to work from a different place. Once you figure out that why, then we have to change what's in the muscle memory. What do they need to hear? And a lot of times this can be, we can fix this by bottom lining it. And what I mean by bottom lining it is what is the bottom line of what they need to know? And y'all have heard me talk about bottom lining it. I learned about bottom lining it in my first master's degree. I was in my 20s and it was a, that was a theater degree. And Dr. Sauters, what was that class? Something to do with playwrights and directors. And it was a theory class. Maybe it was directing. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. Anyway, I would we would have to write papers on like Grotowski or Shakespeare or these great masters. And I would turn these papers in. And at one time he said to me, we have to talk about your papers. And I said, well, they're great, aren't they? I think they're great. I was quite proud of myself to even be in graduate school because I didn't think I was smart. And he said, no, they're not. You've got to learn to bottom line it. What is the bottom line about who you're talking about? You go on and on and on and on and on saying the same thing. Your papers are 36 pages long. Everybody else's are 12. And it was in that moment I understood bottom lining from a writing perspective, and then I carried it into a voice perspective when I saw people rambling. What was the bottom line of what I needed to let him know about William Shakespeare? And so he made me cut my papers down to like a page. So it's like, tell about Grotowski's entire life in one page. And it was, you know, it was frustrating, but it was one of the greatest things I ever learned. And this is what we do vocally. And this is what we have to change. We have to bottom line what you want to say. Now, one of the things, and I said, I'd circle back to say what you're thinking. Part of the, the mask of justification and buffering and, and I got to, you know, I got to add in extra stuff and all of that is because you, you're afraid of what you're saying. And you're afraid of the reaction of what you're saying. And so it becomes real important that we start saying what we're thinking. Now, do not lose your mind over this and go and damage every relationship. We have to keep this, 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 keep this in check. What I mean by say what you're thinking is, instead of rambling and rambling and rambling and rambling, you can say, I'm not sure how you're going to like what I'm about to say, but... And then you say it. I have concerns about what I'm about to say. I'm a little nervous about what I'm about to say. I'm very frustrated with what I'm about to say. So you say what you're thinking. And I've taught this to so many people and it has literally got changed their relationships in many, many ways, but given them tremendous inner freedom. Say what you're thinking. Bottom line it. Say what they need to hear, not what you want to say. I worked with a woman, and one of the key takeaways 
from working with me, she said, was you really taught me how to say the core of what I need to say and then let them ask questions. And she said that went against the grain of everything I was ever taught. What I was taught was if they have questions when you're done, you have failed. And and you really want to just give the core of it. I call it bottom of the funnel. I don't know if you have heard me talk about bottom of the funnel, but give me the bottom of the funnel. Just give me the basics. I don't know what you know. I don't, I don't need everything buffered and all of that. Dress the masks and then bottom line it. And then what is the core of what I need to know? And then let me ask questions. I'd rather you say less, very impactfully, and go on and on and on and on and on. And everything sounds like banana, 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 banana. What's the bottom line of what you have to say? How can you say it in such a way where you reveal who you are and how you feel? That's what we're after, friends. Stop using all the words. Okay. I don't know if this resonated with you or not, but if you are a rambler or have the thought that you might be a rambler, try these things out. If you know a rambler, send this link to them. That's it for today. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. And until I see you next time, you know what to do. Get out there and speak your truth. Just do it beautifully. Thanks for listening to Captivate the Room with Tracy Goodwin. You can reach out to her at CaptivateTheRoom.com and be sure to grab The Voice Formula, a free video series that will help you start making a bigger impact with your voice today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes. 